When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Busting Balls. I'm Pat Caputo, along with the webmaster, Evan Jenkins. And uh, look, the Red Wings are in their all-star break. The first half of their season's done. Uh, and everybody's looking at where uh, Steve Eiserman's program is. And really, the picture has become very clear about what the Red Wings need to do for the future to get to a place where they can be a Stanley Cup contender. The way their prospects uh, pipeline is setting up is they should have a very prolific defensive core uh, within the next uh, three or four years. I mean, very prolific. Huge defensemen, highly skilled. Iserman clearly building from the blue line out with big defensemen. Uh, you've seen Moritz Seider. He's a potential Norris Trophy winner at some point. I don't think that that's an exaggeration. Certainly won the Calder Trophy last year as Rookie of the Year. And they have a couple players. Simon Edvinson, you've all heard about him. He was their uh, first-round pick a couple years ago uh, from Sweden. He's a six-foot-six defenseman, and he's been holding his own at Grand Rapids. He's had a lot of ups and downs, things like that, but he's been pretty good and is on the proper developmental curve. Obviously, he's got a lot of skill. I mean, he skated right through the whole uh, uh, defense the other day, scored a goal on some you know, uh, fancy move, but he's not just rushing. He's doing a good job, but he's had some bad moments too. He's been up and down. Uh, not quite as good as uh, Sider at the same age. Uh, but trending on an upward pace. Sider was off the charts good at that age. And uh, William Wallander, who was taken 30th overall in a couple of drafts ago, uh, is at least potentially as good as Edmondson. I know that sounds ridiculous and, you know, different things. One guy was taken sixth, the uh, fourth, uh, sixth, and then the other guy was taken 30th. But uh, Wallander has been special at Rugla this year. He's been one of the best, uh, certainly young players in the league, uh, but one of the better defensemen in the league. Uh, logs a lot of tough ice time in a very high-level league. Uh, he's, you know, huge, 6'5", 6'6", and enormously good skater. Uh, he's really developing very well, and uh, I don't know if he's a sleeper to those who follow hockey closely. I know some of you out there geek out on it, but uh, for those of you who haven't heard that name or whatever, uh, he's a very top-line prospect. Now, you throw in a couple other guys like Tamitsu, who played at Denver last year on the NCAA championship team, another big defenseman uh, who's playing in uh, Finland in the top league there and holding his own. Uh, there's a possible he can develop. And also uh, Shea Boehm, another big defenseman who played on Denver's national championship team last year 
there's a lot of promise on their blue line. Uh, when you throw their prospects in there who aren't that far away and compare it to Marit Sider, who's already there. So that's the good news uh, with the Red Wings as far as the future. Uh, as far as how they need to get to the point where, hey, they're just not a playoff contender or just merely making the playoffs, obviously they have an issue that they have to address. They need a high-end score. A team that wins the Cup uh, most of the time has a big-time score or two. Uh, there have been exceptions. St. Louis a couple years ago, uh, the Kings, who won multiple Cups. Uh, but uh, for the most part, you usually have two great players on a team uh, that offensively uh, cause a lot of problems. Uh, Pittsburgh had Crosby and Malkin. Uh, you look at uh, the situation in Tampa where Eiserman was at. He had Stamkos and Kucherov and others. And you go down the list of Cup champions. I mean, even Ovechkin with Backstrom and some others. Uh, yeah, you, you really need that great blue line core. And that's how Eiserman has won uh, to a large degree in Tampa. And he won the gold medal a couple times, especially the first time with Canada because of great physical, big defense. But you need that score. And they don't have one of those guys in their pipeline. They've got a number of players who are promising, uh, but they don't have somebody that projects in any way to be that type of score. And Dylan Larkin's a terrific player. I believe the Red Wings will sign him long-term. I believe that'll all be done. And you could look at him as a one-piece, kind of the Jonathan Tays, uh, but they need a Patrick Kane. And uh, you say, well, how are you going to do that? Well, the, the draft this year, if they don't make the playoffs and they get a little bit of lottery luck, could present that. Now, if they get the first overall pick, there is a generational talent in this draft. A, a brilliant player, wherever he goes, he's going to change the course of that franchise. Better than the number one picks in recent years. And that's Connor Bedard. All right. Now, Red Wings, odds of getting that pick, they really need some serious lottery luck for that. But if they get the first overall pick in the draft, it's a no-brainer. He's way better than Shane Wright and, and some of these other players, Lafreniere and, and some of these other players in recent years. Way better. Uh, Jack Hughes, you name it. turn 18 until July. Wow. Well, he's, you know, he watching him in the World Juniors and watching him in the uh, uh, recent prospects game. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Sidney Crosby. I hate to say that. But he's in the prospects game, right? And uh, he's taking cheap shots at guys. He's chippy, but he can skate all over the place. He can get to wherever he wants on the ice. He can pass. He can shoot. Uh, he's not, you know, big power forward, but he is a great player. So I don't know if they're going to get him, but if they do, it's kind of like a, it's a generational town. Be like the Pistons getting Victor Wambiamba. You know, he's that good. And then there are some other players after that. Uh, the kid at Michigan right now uh, is an outstanding player, uh, Adam Fentelli, who is a center with a great shot, highly productive, high motor. Uh, that's another player. Now, he's not as good as Bedard and didn't play nearly as well at the World Juniors, uh, but he is an outstanding uh, talent. And, there's, and, and then you got a Russian kid, 
uh, who's uh, playing in the KHL. He's a smaller player, uh, but he's got a big-time skill. His name is Mitev uh, Mitchkoff, who is, uh, you know, highly skilled uh, winger, but a smaller winger, kind of a Patrick uh, Kane type of skill set for a winger. So, And uh, one player to watch uh, is Leo Carlson uh, from Sweden, who's a big center, some question about his skating skills, uh, but everything is off the charts, and he's been a high-level productive player. And obviously, the Red Wings have a history of, uh, with their uh, prospects of going in, into Sweden. Uh, Hocken Anderson's there. Nick Lidstrom's there a lot. They, they got the pulse on what's going on in Europe. So those are the players that I would look at in the upcoming draft uh, as being uh, potential Red Wings uh, draft picks and uh, players that you could look at. After that, I think there's a little bit of a drop-off. I don't think uh, there's a lot of good players, and Eiserman's shown that he has uh, a knack for finding guys, but uh, the key is finding a high-end, somebody who can put the puck in the back of the net because ultimately I think their defense is going to be brilliant. The team is obviously better this year, too, because they added veterans who can actually play, and Billy Hoos is like way better than their goaltending in the past. He's been really good. Uh, Novelkovich has been a disappointment for whatever reason, but uh, you know, and we'll see on Sebastian Cosa. He's in young goaltenders' land, and uh, you're talking about forwards. I don't see a bunch of forwards that are going to be high-end scores. I see a lot of guys that are going to play in the league. Marco Casper. He's going to play in the league, but he's like a second line, uh, a center on a really good team. Uh, the draft pick they had last year, they took eighth overall. He's doing very well playing on the same team with uh, Wallander, Rogla in Sweden. And there's a couple others. Uh, you know, Mazur slowed down a little bit at Denver, uh, but he's still a Hobie, Hobie Baker uh, candidate. He's the best player on the defending national championship team. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he's a good player in the NHL. I just don't see him as somebody that's going to go into the NHL and uh, be another Joe Pavelski or something. The odds are against that. It's the same with Cross Hannes and Amadeus Lombardi and some of the other players that have been doing well on the forward lines for them. You've seen Berggren. He's not bad, uh, but he's not going to be a super high scorer. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Eisenman does at the trade deadline, if there's a lot of interest in Bertuzzi, uh, how he's going to handle that uh, situation. So that's what's going on. And uh, just so you know, uh, uh, Evan, what do you think? I'm just going to, I know you don't follow this on a daily basis, the hockey. Okay. It's the one thing, you know, probably that we talk about uh, that you're at least versed on. You weren't hanging out over at the Frazier arena or up in the, uh, the, the rink up there in Mount, Clements area. I did go to Fraser Felton games when I was a kid. We were... There you go. There you go. Uh, so here, here's the thing. Uh, tell me how much, how many points you think the Red Wings are improved this year after they're, they played 48 games compared to last year. Well, I know they've had a lot of uh, overtime games this year. I'm going to guess they're up 10 points than they were at this point last year. Hmm. Uh, how many fingers am I holding up? Hold on, let me look. Pat oh. Caputo is, oh, 
Only two points better. Yeah, two points better. Uh, hey, he made an astute comment. They're both overtime losses. They have the exact same number of wins in regulation. Now, last year, they completely collapsed. But I'm not anticipating that this year because they have much better goaltending. And the veterans they added, like Perron and Kubelik and uh, Sherat and Olimata and Andrew Kopp's a very good uh uh, two-way center. I know fans are like, whoa, he doesn't score. That isn't what he does. Ideally, on a really good team, he's your third center. They're much better this year. Larkin's still very good. They miss Bertuzzi being like he was last year. But, uh, you know, the bottom line, bottom, they needed a change at coach. They gave up. They were like a sieve last year at the end of the year. But uh, they're better. And I think it'll help develop their players. And there is one player on their team right now that I wouldn't count out being a big-time player. And that's as a scorer. And that's Lucas Raymond. I know he got off to a slow start this year. But all of a sudden, you look up, and he's got 15 goals. And uh, he's, he's very young. You know, when you're talking about 20 years old, uh, I think you're just seeing the tip of the iceberg with Lucas Raymond. But that's a stretch, you know, when you look at a league that's got McDavid and Dreisaitl on one team, a league that just has premier player after premier player thrown out there night after night. And to win the cup, I think that's where Eisenman's going to have to find that player. And he couldn't do everything at once. They were in really bad shape. I think they're in really good shape for the long term. I just don't think that uh, the expectation, hey, they're going to make the playoffs or they're going to do this and that, especially in that division and in that conference, was uh, uh, an accurate Now, Pat, let me ask you this, because I, I might be a little naive when it comes to like trades in the NHL. Can they use some of their prospects in order to make a move for a guy that can score right now? Or does that not how it works in the NHL? Is it more players that are uh, playing for the big club getting traded for other guys that are playing on the big club? Well, it depends. You know, it just depends. Okay. Uh, if you have a lot of blue line depth and you want a high-end scorer and somebody's in a bridge uh, situation where they don't feel like they can necessarily sign them or they're facing some cap space, you, 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 you might want to trade a wall lander. You might want to trade – uh, somebody like Edmondson, as good as they are, to get a really high-level score and then sign that score long-term. Now, that's a reach. At this point, it's not something that would work for the Red Wings. Uh, you know, I don't think, but that would be along the lines. A lot of talk about Bo Horvat, who is having a huge year for Vancouver. And I know my good friend Paul Woods would absolutely go crazy if they signed Bo Horvat because he praises him all the time on his broadcast. And Bo Horvat had another really good game for the Canucks tonight, Kenny. And uh, Wasn't he just dealt, too? Yeah, but he's got unrestricted free agency. Okay. So uh, in the circumstance with uh, – hold, and they, that team fell apart in Vancouver. So he's somebody you might want to look at if he does not sign long-term. Uh, but I, I'm – that's to me is he's a really good player. I don't mean to diminish him. He was a ninth overall pick. He played a big time junior program at London. Uh, he's got some grit to him in addition to you know having a big year this year and he's in his prime. But uh, I would say this to you: I, that's not the type of player they need. They need somebody better than that. They need uh, to go to the land of great 
with a score and not just very good. And a couple of them. They need depth on their forward lines uh, to match the potential of the depth that they're going to have on their defensive core. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting just to hear it from you because, like, so I sit in the office and there's some big hockey guys and that always talk about it. Well, you, you got Will and you got Kenny Cott. That's, That's what I'm saying. Got. And so I hear about it, but it does appear like I also saw something on Twitter and it was by a hockey writer who says it is okay to criticize Steve Eiserman to this point. Do you agree with that, Pat? No, I think he's doing a fabulous job. So I, 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 I'm trying to think of things that he's done that, uh, you know, didn't make a lot of sense. And, and honestly, I, I don't see anything. So basically what it was, Pat, if I'm going to paraphrase, it was sending the goalie down or putting him on waivers to get him down. And also the development of the other kid that had the same situation. Was it Valeno? Is that the kid that's been You're talking about Verona? Verona. So. But I, I think that's unfair. I mean, you're not going to be 100% on every guy that you you a draft or sign, or right? Or am I wrong with that one? Well, which goal? Are you talking about Novelkovich? Yes. Okay. Uh, he hasn't played well. They haven't just handed it to him because they're paying him a lot of money. I mean, they're spending like six most on goalies of any team in the league this year uh, against the cap. So he hasn't been cheap on the goalies. The one goalie beat out the other goalie. That's kind of what's happened there. And then uh, with Verona, I, I have no idea what his personal issues are. Uh, but Eisenman uh, gave Mantha a, a real solid contract. And then the guy played like a dog. And I don't mean a D-A-W-G dog. I mean a D-O-G dog. So he traded one problem to another team for another problem. Lavillette was upset with uh, the coach in Washington with Verona for whatever reason, who played on a cup championship team. And maybe we've seen why with his personal issues uh, that situation was there. But to me, that's not something, you know, that I, I would knock him on. I look at his draft picks. He had the, the two of the three best rookies or four best rookies in the league last year. The other one, Bunting's like 26 years old. You know, Zegers would be the other one that fit into that Calder conversation, I think. And uh, Hector Velkovich was in the Calder conversation last year. So when, you, uh, when you're looking at this, you know, it's hard to, you know, pick apart what he's done. You know, you can say he overvalued Sherratt, but it seemed like they got pretty good value on the Kubelik and uh, Mata contracts. Uh, Perron has played well for them. Uh, he's one of those players who's been a late bloomer and has continued to play at a high level past the usual age. So his scouting on that was uh, pretty good. And Huso has been very good in goal. Uh, he obviously had to make a change at coach. Uh, whatever message Blasio was doing uh, wasn't getting through. So, And he's got a lot of players in the pipeline quickly. Right. Now, do you expect – next year to really be competing for the playoff spot then? Well, yes and no, uh, because it depends a lot on the teams around them. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, people understand the Lions situation, I think. Okay. There are two different sports and I hate to go there, but I'll explain it to you. The Lions, one of the reasons the Lions window is open now is because their division and their conference is not very strong. 
Right. All the powers in the other conference. So it, there's a lot better chance that the Lions can win the division compared to when the Packers were at their very best, and they're not. Um, and it's the same with the conference. There's two teams in the conference who are really good, have really good rosters, Philadelphia and San Francisco. And San Francisco will have a quarterback situation resolved next year and be strong. The rest of everybody else is in some kind of disarray and flux. It's a complete opposite in the Eastern Conference in the NHL. I thought Boston would take a step back. They hardly ever lose. Uh, you look at a team like Toronto, there's tons of scoring, tons of firepower, a lot of youth. Uh, a team like New York is loaded. Uh, I'm talking about the Rangers, uh, not the Islanders. Uh, there, and there's teams like Buffalo who've been uh, doing this thing with the prospects for a while, and a couple of their prospects have become elite players. Uh, Rasmus Dowlin, uh, the defenseman, and Tage Thompson, uh, who's a bigger uh, uh, goal scorer guy who has come into his own this year after a lot of struggles, and they've got a lot real good prospect line. So, And a team like Ottawa, you know, which has kind of faded a little bit here, but they have a lot of talent players they lost their best player josh norris who's from oxford and went to michigan uh, but you know they have stutzla and some of these other guys that they've drafted early who have come on quickly and they now have to bring it so there's so much florida's still got a good team even though they faded a little bit tampa's still loaded you go down the list uh, carolina has an outstanding team uh, that, that puts the Red Wings in a very difficult spot uh, even next year, I think, to make the playoffs. The key, I think, is to be 10, 10 or, like you mentioned, 10 points. If they're 10 points better this year than last year, and that's entirely possible uh, because uh, they pulled – it just all fell apart for them the second half of last year. Uh, it's entirely possible. Uh, 10 to 15 points better, and they keep on that same track. Everything will work out for them. Uh, they try to get ahead of themselves and, uh, you know, hey, we got to make the playoffs now and start doing stupid things just to, you know, before their time to try to get over the top just to get into the playoffs rather than building a, a genuine contender for a decade like Iserman did in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, then I think they'll be in trouble. But the fan base is, you know, it starts to rumble a little bit. And I understand why because uh, – the entire town has basically had lousy teams. Yes. You know, I mean, the Lions winning nine games was like some revelation. It was like they won the, the first, Super Bowl. The first winning team <laughs> we've had since the 2016 Red Wings, for crying out loud. So, uh, you know, uh, even the Pistons, when they made the playoffs that year, I think they were 500. Yeah. And, no, uh, they were 41 and 41. You're right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, everybody's kind of restless here. And, uh, and Eisenman's done a good job. He had the you know, the whole COVID situation, he handled it by putting players like Cider and all that in Sweden. Um, I think he's doing a terrific job, honestly. Uh, I don't think he's been a disappointment at all. But I think sometimes people feel like there's uh, miracles, you know, when you bring back the captain and, you know, all that. So, but anyway, enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, had a lot of fun with it. Uh, we'll get into the NFL draft in our next podcast. Don't forget, to like us, to go to uh, the iTunes store, uh, the Google Play store, uh, hit like, 
download us. And uh, of course, odyssey.com. Yep. It's Pat Caputo 98 on Twitter. I put them up all the time. Uh, it's uh, also uh, my Facebook page. And of course, 97 won the ticket Twitter account and the 97 won the ticket Facebook page uh, to get all the stuff. We talk about drafts, prospects, and the future for all the sports. Uh, and also, we get into the Tigers and baseball a little bit later, all those things, the NBA, the Pistons. Uh, there is a, definitely a silver lining to the cloud of them losing so uh, badly. And, Seven uh, foot silver lot. lining. <laughs> Victor Wambiamba. Yep. Or even, you know, Scoot Henderson as a guard. That dude's pretty elite, too. So there is silver lining. Yeah, but he's a six foot two guard. And they got Jaden Ivey. Well, these are things that we'll discuss, Evan. <laughs> when we get to basketball, you know your hoop. So, man, you know. But uh, yeah, we got, a, we got a lot to talk about uh, with this. So I appreciate you listening. Until next time, we'll see you. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.